thank you all first for allowing us to share our story tonight. So we are grateful for the opportunity to do that. So my name is Scott Buchanan. This is my wife, Michelle. Um, I think if you go to the next slide, uh, you'll see here, these are two pictures uh, from our rehearsal dinner on the left and on the right, we have uh, uh, a picture of us leaving our wedding ceremony. So as you can probably tell, Everything was wonderful, lots of smiles, lots of feels. We all felt like, we both felt like, man, we couldn't be happier uh, from that moment. But little did we know that we knew nothing about being married. And so this is kind of the the story of what happened over these first 10 years of our marriage that was really, really rough for us. We didn't know what we're doing. Um, And this is the story, more importantly, of all that God has done in our marriage. I accepted Christ um, at the age of eight. I didn't grow up in a family with a father who was a spiritual leader. My mom actually took control. She got us to church. Um, She kind of was the leader in our family. And I would bring that pattern into my marriage with Scott. Similarly, I grew up in a home uh, where my father was not the spiritual leader. Uh, We did go to church, and I was grateful for that, but never heard the gospel. Didn't know there was a relationship like I could have with Jesus. But as as a father and a husband, he never opened the Bible. We never prayed together. He didn't teach us the things of God. Um, And therefore, I just did not have any concept of what is biblical leadership in a home or in a marriage. I accepted Christ in high school through the ministry of Young Life, so I'm forever grateful for that love and care that I had. Uh, But I would fall into passivity Uh, as a husband when I got into marriage and a a husband to Michelle. Scott and I were married in December. We had a lovely Christmas time wedding, big party, all of our family and friends, lots of things that many girls, including me, just dream about their wedding being. Um, And so I, I really thought more about getting married than actually being married. Um, I mean, I, we didn't go to anything like merge. We didn't have premarital counseling. We really didn't think through things. I, I mean, the most I thought was, oh, he's cute. He's fun. He's a Christian. I'm in. So that was the extent of my thinking about this. Um, and it was probably uh, a sign that things were not going well when I started crying when I left our wedding reception thinking, oh no, I don't want to leave all my family and friends and go live with this man. <laughs> and it sounds funny now, actually it was pretty serious. I um, Really in the beginning I said to Scott, I think I've made a mistake. Mm. And he said, okay, you know, I don't think divorce is an option, but if you do, you need to talk to your family and friends and see what they say. And being concerned about what people would think of me as a Christian, I, I didn't want to tell anybody what I was thinking. And so I just thought, okay, I'm just going to have to be married to him until one of us dies. So you can probably tell from the beginning, uh, we had major struggles uh, with communication, which led to constant conflict within our marriage. Uh, we seemed to regularly fight over the same things over and over again, which you probably experienced in your marriage. Um, and, and you probably can tell we are very different. So 
Uh, I'm an extrovert. I'm very adventurous. I'm a risk taker. Uh, I choose not responsibility and just go have fun. Uh, and Michelle's different, right? So she's one that is highly responsible, a rule follower, people pleaser, uh, just not a risk taker. Uh, she enjoys reading on a beach with friends and family. Uh, I'd just as soon jump on an airplane and fly to a new city or new country if I could. Um, in the beginning, that, those differences really caused major problems. Uh, we fought in very different ways, too, and sometimes we still do. Michelle's an escalator. I'm one that withdraws, and so that is never a good cocktail for resolving conflict. Um, uh, and so part of my uh, ditch I fall into is just wanting to make her happy. And so in order to avoid her anger, I would just retreat. Uh, so with the in addition to kind of our poor communication, just had uh, unhealthy roles in marriage. I was working hard. I wanted to get promoted, take on a new opportunities. And so I was focusing on my work so much. Three to four days, I'd be out of the home traveling, and then I'd travel almost every week. And it just wasn't a good opportunity to really invest in my marriage. And so uh, one of the things that happens when that occurs, occurs with me is I tend to just, you know, bury my head in the sand and hope everything is going to be just fine, and it's just never going to be. So because Scott was not taking leadership, I did. I took on that role. I was making the decisions for our family. I was controlling and given to anger. I was at a point of being so tired of how hard things were when Scott was home that I began to think it would just be easier if he didn't come home. I was filled with pride that I knew how to do things best. He didn't know, you know, when he would come back in town and I would be doing the nightly routine with our kids, I just, in my heart, think, just get out of the way. I've got this. I did not treat him with respect. I did not build him up or encourage him. I really felt disdain toward him, which breaks my heart now to say that. I was even attending Bible study, but I was not spending daily personal time with the Lord or letting his word or his spirit um, change me, inform me. You know, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord with all your heart and to love your neighbor as yourself. And I said I love the Lord, but my actions sure didn't show it. My husband is my closest neighbor, and I was not treating him with love. So uh, every couple of years, uh, we were transferred with my work uh, to a different city uh, in a different state and around the country. We had three kids in five years. Every city we went to, we did find a home church uh, that we joined. And even, we could even say we made a lot of uh, decisions by prayer. Uh, but on the outside, uh, we put a veneer. This is what a Christian couple, strong Christian couple should look like. But it was very different behind closed doors. Um, and we never really thought in life that we should consider the other better than, than ourselves. Uh, so in 2000, we were, I was transferred to Dallas with my work. We ended up attending Watermark uh, with, a, with an invitation of a friend and really became part of a community group for the first time for people to really know us. And God used his word and his spirit and his people uh, to really change and remove the scales from our eyes and the, our hearts of stone that we had developed. Uh, I watched elders and pastors of this church really lead out well as biblical leaders in their homes, both in terms of their family as well as in their marriage. Uh, I had men in my community group literally poke me in the chest uh, and uh, say to me, uh, you know, what are you doing to cause your wife to be sad or burdened or uh, tired? Um, you're, you're doing this, something is happening. 
so uh, God showed me uh, what Jesus says in Mark 4, 18 through 19, was a parable of the soil, which was really true of me. Uh, I was being ruled by the desires of money, of status, of things of this world. And at that point, I decided it was, I was going to let God change me into the man he wanted me to be, regardless of the outcome of what the world would say I need to be. I remember one day, very clearly, Scott saying to me, you have been carrying things that you were not meant to carry, and I'm going to take those things from you. And I, I, it took me a little, I kept on saying, okay, what, are you sure? You sure you got it? You sure you're going to carry them? But I realized that I needed to trust Scott. And in my trusting Scott, I was actually trusting the Lord. Um, a bad pattern of mine before this realization was to say things to Scott that I felt were really important over and over and over again. I feel like he didn't hear me getting angry. And so I began to practice saying those important things one time and then biting my tongue and praying. I was learning a new role as a helper and a voice that Genesis 2.18 talks about. I knew I had wisdom from the Lord to share. I just wanted to share it in a beneficial way. I, um, God actually began to help me loosen my need for control and find a lot of freedom and peace in the order that he's established for marriage um, as the husband, as the head of the household, um, talked about in Ephesians 5.23. I began to pray frequently and specifically for Scott. I remember praying that God would cause Scott to crave his word. And he has answered that prayer every morning for the last 22 years. I've watched Scott get up and spend a lot of time in God's word, praying, seeking his face. And I too have started my days um, praying, spending time in God's word. And, And that has also changed our lives a lot, just changed our worldview, how we prioritize spending our time, our money, um, serving, treating each other and others. And so kind of through that, Michelle and I began to incorporate a lot of the new tools for communication and how we resolve conflict. Uh, we would now start to say things like, we're on the same team, I'm for you, I'm with you, I'm not going to go anywhere. And just those words alone, uh, even when things got heated, made all the difference for us, and they would disarm the situation. Uh, You know, James 4, 1 through 2 is a really important verse that we have gone to frequently because we know that we have desires that war within us, and we choose our own way, choose the things we want, as opposed to asking God, how would you change me? Uh, and, And through that, we were just really amazed and astonished at how God began to transform our hearts and then our relationship and our marriage and bring peace and unity both in terms of our relationship but also in our home as well with our family and our kids. Uh, We became passionate about helping couples in crisis surrender their hearts to the Lord and have their marriages saved, which we had seen had been a part of our story uh, we began to lead foundation groups about 20 years ago or so here at Watermark. I walked through a curriculum with newly married couples to, so that they might benefit for the areas in our lives that we didn't have tools for, so that they might ha- not have the pain and the pitfalls that we had experienced for those first 10 years of our marriage. Because of what the Lord had done in our hearts and in our marriage, 
We really truly believe that he will transform any marriage if both hearts are soft to him, both the husband and the wife. God has blessed us richly. Scott is now my best friend. I no longer think I have to be married to him. I'm just in awe that I get to be married to him. I no longer wishing he would be more like me. I actually aspire to be more like him. He's taught me to live generously. He's helped me grow in hospitality and just live with a door-wide-open mindset. I've grown to admire him and respect him more than any man I know. Second to a relationship with the Lord, Scott is truly the best gift God has given me. God always knows me better than I know myself and knows exactly what I need. And he gives that to me, and, and oftentimes more than I could ever hope for or imagine. Um, you know, I still have to bite my tongue. Often I have to practice that all the time. I mean, one of the best examples is anytime we're in the car and Scott's driving, I literally have to look out the window or close my eyes so that I don't say anything. <laughs> And I'm, I'm, I'm not good at it still, but I'm really trying hard and I'm practicing. Because, um, you know, I am the better driver. But <laughs> community still plays a big part in our marriage, so we don't stray to isolation and start believing wrong narratives. And um, godly friends, both husbands and wives, always challenge us and point us to Scripture. So these days, we more often laugh, easy, a lot, laugh a lot easier, we forgive more quickly, um, and we uh, oftentimes serve together in many ways. We don't have a perfect marriage, and I'm not saying that we do here uh, every day, but it gets sweeter every day as we've learned how to love and care for one another. We laugh at ourselves and each other a lot more than we ever did, um, and now that we know the most, that most disagreements are really, a, uh, it's either matters of opinions or preferences, and oftentimes... Michelle's preferences and opinions are a lot better than mine. Uh, so uh, one of the things that we've learned is, is if God calls us to forgive each other as we've been forgiven, so why would we want to wait to do that? It's a big, big part of our restoration, our marriage is uh, we do the best to say, I know that I hurt you, I disappointed you, uh, please forgive me. And if we, if we love each other, then the act of asking for forgiveness and giving forgiveness is not a hard thing to do. It's the most effective and efficient way to restore our relationships. And at the same time, we, we look at ourselves, why would we not want to love each other just with giving for, and receiving forgiveness? Uh, the Lord has shown me the gift of both Michelle and marriage is to me. One of our greatest joys over the last 20 years has been serving together side by side to care for God's people in marriage and through marriage. Whether it's like tonight to encourage you encourage God's people uh, uh, as we share our story or getting our hands dirty when marriages kind of go off the rails. It's celebrating when couples change, and uh, we're able to uh, uh, celebrate that or, or when a marriage is restored. Uh, to be a couple that has all these ample opportunities to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn, and it says in Romans twelve fifteen. Uh, his word has given me ways and wisdom to become the husband I didn't know that I needed to be. To know the high calling of a husband and marriage, as Paul talks about in Ephesians 5, 23, 25, excuse me, is what I need every day, and I'm so grateful for it. So uh, what we're going to show you is a picture of our family. Uh, and so you'll see our, our son in the bottom with his wife and two daughters. Uh, the bottom picture, a smaller one, is our daughter and her husband, middle daughter, and then 
the young lady with the white pants and the dark top is our youngest daughter. I have to continue to live each day recognizing that left to my own strength and way of thinking, I will not be able to live in love in a way that brings peace and goodness. I have to surrender every day, pretty much minute by minute when I can remember it, to the Holy Spirit. That is the only thing that I am in control of. God's word is true. If we choose to go his way and follow his principles, it will go well with us. So we spent uh, almost 20 years with many, many different married couples along our journey. And every time that we uh, have experienced both the husband and the wife soften their hearts and truly surrender to the Lord, minute by minute, day day by day, the Lord builds the house uh, and a marriage that is beautiful reflection of his love to the world. And we've had a chance to experience that in our marriage. So we just want to thank you for the opportunity to share our story tonight. Let me pray for us and uh, bring up. So Lord, we are so grateful for the way in which you orchestrate your design in marriage. It's, per- it's perfect. It's by design. It's what you would have for your people. Lord, may we embrace uh, our roles in that. May we see in new ways to love and care for the one that you've given to us uh, as a gift, and may we cherish them deeply. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this season of a reminder of your gift of Jesus uh, that you've given us. May we relish in that and cherish your love for us. In your name, Jesus, amen.